Good morning, everyone. We are so glad to be with you this morning. I'm Sarah. This is Micah, and we're the lead pastors at the Vine Church. Thank you for inviting us into your home. Absolutely. So today we continue a series that we've been doing called The Way of Jesus, and we have been exploring both his teachings and the way he demonstrated and lived out the things that he valued and taught about. And so today we continue that series as we talk about trust or faith. You know, when I think of trust, I think back to an experience I had as a teenager. I was in ninth grade and I went to um, a teen camp. And at this at this teen camp, one of the first activities they had us do was the classic trust fall. And so here's like 15, 20 people um, I'd never met before. And I was asked to stand on this ledge and then fall backwards you know, with my hands like this, fall backwards and have these other people catch me. And I remember the anxiety of like waiting my turn. And I remember the anxiety of making sure I didn't let go of the, the person across from these hands as we're catching people. And the whole point of this exercise was to build trust. And I must have been a little bit skeptical as a teenager because after I did it, after my, my thought was, I don't trust these people any more than I did before. They're strangers. All, all I, I don't trust them anymore. I'm just glad that it's over. Mm. And and that is such an important thing to think about. Trust is not something that we gain in an instant. Trust is built. Trust is earned, usually over a period of time through a relationship. Yeah, and that's an interesting concept, trust built in relationship. And today we're going to about, talk about trusting God and trusting Jesus, inviting the Holy Spirit to lead us and learning to just trust and walk with him. And yet um, it's something that's developed over time. We're on a journey towards more trust, more belief, more faith, living more fully into what we on some level have come to believe because here we are. And so we're in this journey to learn to trust more. So as we start today, I want to start pre-Jesus. I want to start with Israel and uh, one of uh, one of the Proverbs that was dear to them. So Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. So this is a well-known proverb uh, amongst the Israelite people. Trust in God, lean not on your own understanding, which this is a, that's a powerful statement for me. So often we live life out of our own abilities and our own dreams and desires, and we forge ahead and then we pray, God, keep up, right? Um, <laughs> But the, the message here is quite the opposite. Uh, trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding, but instead submit yourself to him, knowing that he will make your paths straight. So Jesus born into the Israelite nation is born into this idea uh, of, of trusting in God. He's surrounded by people that are familiar with the concept of trusting in God. And what's fascinating and really interesting to me is that um, Jesus, God in human flesh, uh, God incarnate, uh, he uh, both elevated and challenged 
people's ability to trust. Mm -hmm. He was not the king they expected or hoped for mm -hmm. Israel. Uh, and, and so in some ways he challenged people's ability to trust. And in other ways, the idea of God coming near in human flesh to experience and eventually absorb the sin and the suffering in this world, um, he, he heightens our ability to trust in God and his plans for our lives. So let's dig in a little bit more to life, Jesus, his teachings and his actions. So I'll look at one of his teachings first in John 14, starting in verse one. We'll be, I'll be reading verse one through four. This is what Jesus says to his disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. So Jesus starts off by saying, don't be troubled. You believe in God and believe also in me. And so this concept of belief, what, what does believe mean? What does it mean to believe in God and to believe in Jesus? It's a, a conviction that something is true. But not only is it like knowledge or, or conviction that something is true, it goes a step further. It's, it's a conviction and knowledge that something is true to the point that one acts on it to the point that one relies mm -hmm. on God, trusts in God. In fact, that same word to believe sometimes is translated to trust in God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trust does seem to elevate the idea. I, I can believe in isolation in a bubble or whatever, and trust seems to kind of elevate the conversation to say, so in difficult times, I can or I will trust, right? Uh, so it elevates it. It takes it maybe to a little bit of a different level. Um, now, in this passage, Jesus speaks of trusting in him or believing in him, uh, and, he, and he pins it on a future hope right? Understanding that in my father's house, there's many rooms. He speaks of eternity in terms that often uh, he and, and other biblical authors speak of. He speaks of this hope that's off. So in the midst of the struggles and the fear and the things that you're encountering, uh, trust in God because he's got your back and in the long run, things will be okay. Now, this is a good uh, and, and appropriate biblical theme. And yet, to pin all of our hope on what is far off is a grossly reductionistic view of what God has promised and what Jesus is actually inviting us to. And quite often in the church, we find ourselves pinning our hope on that thing far off and then just suffering through the here and now. But the biblical promise, Jesus' promise, is uh, much more comprehensive and in fact has a lot to do with the here and now and that we can trust and live into him uh, in the here and now and not just wait okay. for it in uh, the long run. So with, with that in mind, this idea of the here and now and also in the future, we're going to look at the storms in the lives of, of Jesus and the disciples. And we're going to look at some literal storms and what Jesus taught and demonstrated in those storms and also at a more figurative storm. And so let's start off by going to Mark 4, starting in verse 35. So that day when evening came, Jesus, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were, there were also other boats with him. 
a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. I love the detail there. Mm. <laughs> He's sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Mm. I try to place myself in the shoes of the disciples mm. in this moment. And this is a life and death situation. They they are fearful for their life in this moment. And I can only imagine what it's like to see <laughs> Jesus just sleeping just on out. his cushion. He's, he feels just fine in this moment, apparently. That or he's just incredibly exhausted mm. because of the days and, and the ministry, the mm. healing, the teaching that he's been doing. At any rate... Here he is sound asleep, and they are terrified. Mm -hmm. And their accusation or their, their question to him is, don't you even care if we drown? Well, of course, he's in the same boat. Don't you? Yeah, I don't know. It's a strange question. Don't you even care if we drown? You know, they're, they're feeling alone, like mm -hmm. he's not there for him. Like he doesn't have their back in this moment. Maybe they're feeling frustrated in this moment at the way this is transpiring. And I think maybe we can all, or, or many of us can relate to this feeling that in difficult seasons in life, when the storms are raging around us in a figurative sense, um, we just wonder, God, why do you even care? Where are you? Are you sleeping through this moment, God, when I am feeling alone and fearful? But here's the beautiful thing about the story. Jesus gets up and he walks out and he rebukes the storm and he calms the seas. And in the same way in our lives, when we feel this aloneness, when we feel this fear, uh, the challenge of Jesus' teaching is, no, trust in me, have more faith. You know, as as you're describing the disciples and what they must have felt, I couldn't help but think about the times in my life when I just go into this like panic mode or or fr frantic mode because I'm so concerned or worried about something that everything else I view is through that lens, mm -hmm. that lens of fear. And in its human nature to be afraid in dangerous situations. Um, here, what Jesus is, is challenging is when we are afraid, what do we do with that fear? And, and Jesus challenges the disciples to have faith even in the midst of fear, to trust even when the circumstances seem really dire. He asks them, um, do you still have no faith? Paul in Hebrews writes, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance for what we do not see. Confidence for what we hope for and assurance, even if we don't see it, even if the things around us aren't uh, demonstrating that. And so this faith for me that is, is this idea of, of knowledge and belief that one acts upon. 
And, and that's where the trust comes in. And so, yes, there, there will be times when we are afraid. There will be times when things look really challenging and dire, and they are. And even in those times, God shows up and Jesus says, have faith even in those times. Yeah. Now, in Matthew 14, there's another story that takes place out on the water on a boat. And uh, Mm -hmm. again, Jesus uses the moment as a teaching opportunity on the subject of trust or faith or belief. Uh, So it's found in Matthew chapter 14 in verse 22. It kind of sets the stage as it talks about, uh, we we just read about Jesus having healed people and taught. And uh, he sends the apostles out on the boat in the lake and, uh, and he goes to a mountain to be alone and to pray. And the story picks up, uh, Matthew 14, verse 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. That's quite audacious of Peter, Peter, but that is his character. I love it. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly you are the Son of God. So another case, there's there's a storm, the situation is dire, there's wind and waves, and and Jesus walks out to the mm-hmm. disciples, and it's an impossible, humanly impossible situation, someone walking on water towards them. And so they assume that it's a ghost, and Jesus cries out to them, it's okay, take courage, don't be afraid, it's me. And... Peter is hilarious. Like, why? <laughs> this is a question I ask when I read this this passage. Why would Peter want to step out of that boat, that mm. rocking boat that's full of water in this chaotic storm? Mm. Why would Jesus? Why would Peter ask that? And I wonder. I wonder if maybe it was one of those um, spirit led aha moments for Peter, where Peter saw. Jesus and recognized him and and realized that God really can do anything and that Jesus was not limited by uh, the human normal. And so in the middle of the storm, there's this moment, this miraculous moment in which Peter has has faith and trust in Jesus to the point that he is not only willing, but he wants to step out of that boat, step out of what is is humanly possible, to step out of what was his normal and what was in his comfort zone and his personal limitations, and to walk towards Jesus in faith and trust with the winds going about all around him. I mean, what a miraculous faith moment. It's a powerful and beautiful moment that is short-lived because, Uh, of course. (laughs) Not that that doesn't make it any less beautiful, but yes. Because, of course, fear crept in Mm -hmm. um, and it led to doubt. It it, it led to a lack of faith. And the result was he began to sink. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, isn't it true that fear has the potential in life to drag us down? Like quite often the fear that threatens to drown us is related to circumstances that we can't control in this moment. All Peter had was faith and that was keeping him afloat. But when fear begins to take root in our lives, it begins to drag us down. And so often the things that we're worried about are things outside of our control. And so Jesus is going to challenge us to lean into faith into hope, into trust, even in those moments. And in the life of Peter, as fear takes root and he begins to sink, he looks to and reaches towards Jesus, who lifts him out of the dire circumstances. And he's right there, right next to him, lifting him out. And Jesus looks at Peter and he says, you have little faith, why did you doubt? And, you know, I wish I wish we had um, just a way of, of knowing the tone that those words were spoken in. You know, I believe that the, Jesus's tone there was much less of a reprimand and more of a, don't you see what's possible? You know, we're, we're parents, we have two little girls, and well, they're not so little anymore. One's taller they're than me. They're getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> two girls. Um, and there have been so many times when, when they've come to us and they say, I can't, I can't do this. Like whatever task or, or whatever thing they're, they're trying to do, it feels unsurmountable to them. And as parents, we encourage them, we teach them, we help them until they're able to accomplish what it is that they want to accomplish. And then as a parent, we get to say, see, see what you can do. Why did you doubt? And I think that's the tone that Jesus takes here. Jesus is, is teaching his disciples, I am trustworthy. I am faithful. And because I am trustworthy, you don't have to doubt even mm -hmm. when the storm is fierce. Yeah. You don't have to, to doubt, Peter. And so Jesus' trustworthiness is then demonstrated because the moment they step back into the boat, the wind dies down, just right on cue. The wind dies down and the disciples response to that is to just worship Jesus. And they say, truly, you are the son of God. So not only did Jesus teach others to trust in God and in himself, um, but he was tested throughout his life and ministry as to whether or not he would trust in God's right. plan. And I think one of the most poignant moments that we see that in the life of Jesus is found in Matthew 26, um, verse 38. Um, and Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, he's just eaten his last meal that he will eat with his followers. And he's soon to be arrested, tried, and then crucified. And knowing what's coming... Uh, he said to his disciples, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And Jesus went a little further and he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. He went a second time and he prayed, my father, if it is possible for this cup to be taken away, um, if my father, if it is not possible for, th for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. 
So we looked at two literal storms, Jesus with his disciples. This, though, describes a more figurative storm, a time in Jesus's life where he is overwhelmed by uh, by the emotions. He says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. And, you know, I think sometimes we gloss over the cross. We, we forget how horrible um, that torture was and death was and Jesus knew what was coming and so he was overwhelmed by sorrow. I imagine him having anxiety and fear in that moment as well. And we see Jesus when he's overwhelmed, when he is sorrowful and anxious and afraid, what does he do? He turns to God and he expresses himself to God. He pours out his emotions before God the Father. He's real and he's authentic in his pain because he knows that that God is right there with him. Yeah, and, and in this absolutely overwhelming moment, I love the example of Jesus. Um, to be able to say, not my will, God, but yours be done. Even when death is on the line, like Jesus says, okay, but whatever your will is, that's what I desire in life. He, he trusted in God even in this moment. And this is only possible if he truly believed that God's plan and his love for Jesus was was truly uh, authentic, right? Mm-hmm. It requires this level of just knowledge, trust, and faith that God is good and God has a plan. And in that, Jesus was able to submit his will even to death on the cross. So we're, we're talking today about the way of Jesus being the way of trust and faith. And Jesus taught and demonstrated how to trust God in the storms. And so we looked at two very literal storms, like where people were physically in danger and, and it was scary for that reason. Um, and also more of a figurative storm, though Jesus was also physically in danger at that time when life was, was overwhelming and, and over, uh, when he was overwhelmed with sorrow and with fear. And in both in all three of these stories, of these cases that we looked at, we see how God is trustworthy. We see how Jesus is trustworthy and faithful, regardless of what type of storm is is around them. Mm-hmm. And so as we strive to walk in the way of Jesus, each week we explore both what did he teach and what did he demonstrate? And then we ask the question of what does it look like in my life? to walk in the way of Jesus, uh, uh, to live a life of trust and faith and belief in God. And there are seasons in our lives in which this will be a very natural posture. Usually it's those seasons that things are going well. There'll be seasons in life in which we struggle to maintain our trust and faith. One of my favorite stories about Jesus is an encounter with a man who had come needing his child to be healed. And, um, and, uh, Jesus asks the man, do you have faith? Do you believe to this man uh, as he comes and says, heal my son? And the man says, I believe, help me with my unbelief. And I think this is the posture that we walk in this life with. God, I believe in you. I trust in you. But sometimes I can't see that plan. And so I pray, Spirit, help me with my unbelief. 
belief. This is our journey in the week to come. Uh, whether our circumstances are quite good or incredibly challenging, we serve a God who has earned our trust through the generations uh, as he worked through Israel, as he's worked through the, through the church. Uh, in our own lives, we have experienced that God is trustworthy. So we strive to trust him in the circumstances of our life here and now. So we're invited to trust in God. And trust, like we said at the very beginning, is built on relationship. Mm -hmm. So part of trusting in God is walking with God, being in relationship with God and experiencing his trustworthiness, experiencing his faithfulness. So I want to encourage us, we want to encourage us to cultivate trust through small practices. Because it's a journey. It's not like one we can decide in an instant, you know, we've got it. We've got the trust. It's this journey in which we practice in small things, trusting God with the small things. And, and our capacity for faith and trust grows and the spirit works in us. And then we encounter bigger challenges and, and bigger storms. And we realize again, oh, even in this. God is trustworthy. God is faithful. And so we want to invite you to, to just take a few moments to reflect on, on your life right now and the situations that you're, that you're thinking about, that you're involved in. What situations, what challenges, what struggles do you need to trust God with? right now in your life. Maybe it has something to do with health. Maybe it has something to do with your your work or your family or I mean, all the complexities of the, the pandemic that we're in. Just want you to know that God is inviting us to walk with him and to trust in him. And we can because he is trustworthy and he is faithful. Mm. Let's pray. God, thank you for this day and this time that we get to explore the way of Jesus, that of trust, belief. Uh, God, thank you that you have given us hope. Thank you that over uh, history, throughout history, you have proven yourself as faithful and trustworthy. We pray, uh, Spirit, that you will work in us to increase our trust, our belief. Um, Jesus, thank you that you reach out your hand, that you meet us where we're at in the struggles in life, and that you lift us up. God, help us to be those that uh, that reach out to those in need around us. Um, God, to be agents of your hope in this world. We place our hope, our trust, our faith, our belief in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope you have a wonderful week. Blessings.